one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello there, my very good friends. Andy Murray here in a bit of a change of setting, sat alongside Michael Sidgwick and Michael Hamflit, uh, here to cover a huge update in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, my very good friends, on the hot button topic on pro wrestling over the past few months. We're, of course, talking about CM Punk. We're talking about All Out. We're talking about the Elite. We're talking about Larry the Dog. This is the biggest, most comprehensive and most concrete roundup we have had on this entire situation yet. You know a lot of the rumors, you know a lot of the stuff that's been going around, but Big Dave has come through and this is uh, someone we're just going to run through, talk about, discuss, pick it apart. But the key thing, the opening paragraph right here is that the investigation into what happened after All Out, where CM Punk, of course, brawled with the elite, has concluded. It was finished last week and as a consequence this is the first time this has been expressed as a direct consequence of that investigation. A-Steel's gone. The company is working on a buyout of CM Punk's contract, which was reported first last week, and the imminent return of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to TV. First of all, gentlemen, big relief. It seems to be over. How yeah, are we feeling? Uh, very, very good indeed. Um, it just felt like such a cloud over AEW's product, where if you go back week by week, right, you'll probably get someone on Twitter saying this period was goaded. What was everyone concerned about? FRFR. <laughs> like, FR. Yeah, absolutely. It was goaded. So why are, are you being a bitch about it? Quite like uh, Yeah, yeah. Dynamite yeah. was good. Absolutely. <laughs> if you go back week to week, um, Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, Grand Slam itself was really good. Um, tremendous, actually. And there was several other episodes of Dynamite where it was consistently an 8 out of 10. I don't think I can recall a Dynamite other than the Soraya makes a lumberjack match episode of WWE Dynamite, (laughs) which wasn't particularly great. That aberration aside, and it was in fact an aberration, Mm -hmm. I think the product has been really, really good. Maybe a little bit flat, maybe a little bit of the old magic missing in terms of the detail and how hot it felt on this sort of like gut feeling basis. But generally great product, like wrinkles and water side. But the whole problem I had with it throughout is that I wanted to know what the outcome of this investigation was. I wanted to know if four of my favorite professional wrestlers ever were going to return. And it was just marred. So I'm very relieved that it's over and done with. It was sort of a throwback, really, to why Kayfabe existed in the first place. You, It was really hard. I'm with Sidgwick. I enjoyed the majority of the Dynamites lately. And Tony Khan certainly felt, I don't know, Once, obviously what must have been happening behind the scenes must have been a nightmare. There seemed to be this tighter focus on the key players that were left. Mm-hmm. So a John Moxley and a Chris Jericho being the two primary examples. Well, let's lean on them because we always can. Um, it kind of reminded you why wrestling wants you to be only obsessed with the fiction because the facts were 
clouding absolutely everything. And it's sometimes quite hard to engage in these wrestlers pretending and performing when you know that behind the scenes. And it did this. The hottest program was behind the scenes. Yeah, like constantly, like, it is over now, Murray, but you're damn right it was over. As soon as it took place all out, it was all that anybody wanted to talk about. Absolutely. And uh, Dave kind of speculates a little bit here. So obviously, he mentions that the Bucks and Omega and Don Callis were backstage this week. That already been covered by Fightful earlier in the week. Um, he speculates that maybe we'll get them at full gear versus Death Triangle for the trio's titles. Makes sense. Not confirmed. Not concrete. There we go. Um, we got some snippets from this week's tapings, uh, which were in Norfolk, Virginia, of course. Uh, a bunch of top people in AEW were saying that Punk would not be back in the company. Um, a bunch of different names were mentioned, including Chris Jericho, who we had the report that we covered on this morning's news video. Check that out if you've not seen it already. Um, but it's stated here, interestingly, that many if not most of the key top names in AEW were insisting that they wouldn't work with him again. In fact, we've got a direct quote here from one top star. Uh, Lots of quotes in this report. Uh, Punk won't be back. His value on screen isn't worth 1% of the hassle and the black cloud that he causes backstage. And I think a really interesting line in this report here as well. Uh, Another top star noted that the team has decided that he is out and regardless of some being willing to work with him, the collective decided that he was voted off the island. So here we go. Um, even oh <laughs> even if they wanted to bring him back, right, and turn this into some UFC style angle, and even if Johnny Main Event over here wanted to work with him, it's not going to happen. He's been rejected by his peers quite comprehensively. It seems. It's interesting that uh, I, I'm assuming this, whoever these big names are, and whoever's really like voted off the island is quite an interesting turn of phrase. It's like Lord of the Flies, isn't well, it? Tony Khan overseeing a democracy of his wrestlers is something quite unique, I guess, to like mainstream professional wrestling, certainly within North America. And I'm not saying that that will be the only deciding factor. Ultimately, and we talked about recently, we've, it's come up a lot because of Brandon Thurston's excellent reporting about CM Punk and what a draw he was financially. If it was just about money, the book would still start with Tony Khan, but clearly he's, if, this, if all of this is true and if all of this plays out as we maybe expect now, I think that's maybe going to be one of, it's probably going to go underreported, yeah. but it's going to be one of the more interesting elements of this story is that maybe the decision has not just been made by Tony Khan and he doesn't just want rid of potentially difficult influence in his company, but he's taken into account this democratic take. I always, whenever there's chaos, it's easy to lean on Sean and Brett in 1997. But Sean is the key ingredient of that because he was a nightmare by his own sort of description and by uh, Triple H's, what was his, uh, Sean was an angry young man, <laughs> a nightmare to be around he goes out there, he's, he's the best. He's the absolute best. He's given everybody the best matches, all that sort of thing. And Vince believes there's value in him. And it's like, oh, well, the book stops with me and I'm backing him. So he stays. For that to be different this time around, I think is going to make this story all the more unique and very 2022. I'm in favor of more wrestling decisions being made like this. I don't like bad faith comparisons to, well, it wouldn't happen on Vince's watch. Happened all the time, mate, under Vince's yeah. watch. But it still would have been his decision. He would have gone against a roster for in a situation like this if he believed You'd it. Love that kind of conflict. I like the idea of a more collaborative process, like being a something better for more people than less. You know, I, I, I support that. What's funny here is that usually with your big billionaire Tony rhetoric, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the the devil on the shoulder here. What happens in a kind of a compelling battle between ethics and timing? What happens if all of this kicks off in November? Yeah. When he's still really hot, when he's still a draw, when it's still feeling like, you know what, we could probably catch up with these raw demos with CM Punk at the helm. What happens then? Does Khan have a much more difficult decision to face? Does the roster, who have now unanimously said, look, I'm not working with him anymore, he's just not worth the hassle, 
if they can get a pay per view draw <laughs> at the pay window um, out of that, it's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his star power kind of faded at the exact right time um, for the situation. Absolutely, and there's some great stuff on what might happen in terms of business that we'll talk about in just a little while here. But of course, the thing that was holding this up all the way were the reported legal situations that might have been stemming from this. And of course, that had us really worried. We're sitting here going, a legal situation? That could last literally years. Where are my favorite wrestlers going to be? I want to see them on TV. But there's some good stuff here. Uh, and again, this it's not necessarily anything new, a lot of this. It's just really hammering home what really happened in concrete terms here. Noting that Mega Parekh, who is, of course, AEW's chief legal officer, and the elites, they all went to the uh, they went to Punk's locker room while Tony Khan was still speaking at the press conference. So it just shows how quickly this whole thing kind of Security sparked guard off. rushing out of the room, yeah, yeah when it all happened. Yeah. Of course, right next to you, and the footage that went up and everything. Um, but there was various versions of the story. Dave says straight up as part of this this report that the kicking down the door story uh, did not happen, <laughs> which obviously didn't happen is his terminology. So there you go. Um, Punk punched Matt Jackson. Uh, Steel hit Nick Jackson hard in the face with a chair. He bit Omega's forearm deep enough. We saw the bite marks when he was in Japan a week later, all of that stuff. Um, as of like Lucy Guy, that's, that's a Steel's wife who's reportedly in the locker room to look after Larry at the time. Um, she is the one person who wasn't spoken to as part of the investigation who was there. So she could legally speak about this publicly if she wanted to. Um, but given the various litigations and stuff that may have come up this year, not going to hear publicly from the parties who were involved. Now, it's noted here legally as well that neither the Young Bucks nor Omega pressed charges, um, but lawyers from all sides were involved in the proceedings over this period from between when the incident happened and when the investigation concluded. So there you go. That's kind of what these legal situations were. Everybody sat here and speculated when these things came out. Who's suing who? Who's this? Who's this? Who's going to let go of stuff first? Um, it seems like as part of this investigation, the whole kind of thing has come out into the wash, come out in the wash, I should say. And finally, we can breathe legally. Yeah, it's nice to be able to do that as well. But at the same time, I was only ever personally invested in the the legal situation affecting all of this would have prevent people from appearing on television and all of the rest of it. Now that that doesn't appear to be the case, if, for example, there's still more to follow up, and this report indicates that there probably isn't, it's a billionaire's money for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, that's it. Ultimately, we as, and like not just us, but like people watching this, listening to this, as fans now can go back to Wednesday night and like fan casting what we want out of the elite and speculating on what CM Punk's next move in wrestling might be. That's, that's ultimately, that waiting around years to have those chats would have been much worse than waiting around years to see who was going to get paid out the S with other people's cash. That's where it can just get fun and innocently so without speculating on people's personal lives. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. And speaking of fun, let's talk about the dog, right? Because this is <laughs> this is the real meat of the story. It's why everyone wants. We talked this broke yesterday. The story uh, coming out. The young bucks kicked in the door. The door hit Larry the dog in the face, and Larry the dog subsequently had to have two teeth removed. This was the story reported by Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. yesterday. Um, we covered it. It's spoken about here, and once again, Dave denied it really quickly as soon as it came out on Wrestling Observer Radio, and it's been indicated to him again that this is a fabrication. Interestingly, we've actually got some quotes from the Observer from sources on this. Uh, one just straight up calls it a completely made-up story. Uh, has like refers to Larry as Punk's baby in quotation marks, so obviously that's quite slanted. But I think the most interesting one comes from, in Dave's words, another person who was in the room seconds after the incident who is not affiliated with either side, who although ended up negative to Punk after it all went down. So that kind of That says something. Um, The dog story is a complete lie. When the altercation was happening, Punk was a total psycho, and this is a quote, remember, uh, and could have cared... He's, he's, he's written could have career PF less. We think between us, that's a typo. And he's trying to say couldn't have cared less yeah. uh, about the dog. Uh, Kenny Omega picked up the dog to save him from being hurt and gave the dog to Mega. Mega was holding the dog, screaming at Punk to stop. Punk didn't even register that his baby was being held by a stranger in the middle of a fight. It didn't stop him one bit. So yesterday, Michael, uh, you speculated in the office that perhaps the timing of this story coming out when the elite were coming back was maybe a bit of a PR boost from the punk side and the reporting here from Dave certainly goes down that route as well. I, my wrestling brain. In fact, he outright says it. Yeah, my wrestling brain corrupts. <laughs> my wrestling brain corrupts all and I just found it so strange. Remember the, the like this seems a million years ago now, but remember how the punk and the Brian, yeah, there's a whisper that might be going to eat up. He would be like Wednesday afternoon. Well, best tune in at Dynamite tonight. But it's, like, it's just that was where my wrestling brain went. Even for stupid stories like this, dog stuff coming out right before Dynamite <laughs> goes in the air where the elite are being teased to return. It's like a fight for the narrative, you know, a fight for the discourse, all that sort of thing. Uh, and I mean, I guess that goes on because whilst obviously this feels comprehensively favoured against CM Punk's word, CM Punk's word came through Nick Houseman, right? So now it becomes this 
conversation between reporters. I'm not suggesting there's going to be a brawl out between the two of them, but Nick Hausman might be moved to speak again on the matter. He's reported something, right? So if the, the preeminent wrestling reporter is saying your report was total nonsense, probably behooves him to say, all right, yeah, it was. Or, well, actually, no, because I've got this, and it does... We do get back to the he said, she said, but it's not going to be over who appears on television. It's going to be over the dental bills of a dog. Yeah, yeah there Re- we go. Wrestling's like nothing else. It? It's absolutely <laughs> like nothing else. I'm going to give a facetious take first, because of course I am, but then something a little <laughs> bit serious. Like, this story, and it's from Punk's camp, right? Yeah. Not necessarily from Punk himself. They should... didn't speak to Larry either, we should no, clarify. No, 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 no. Punk's camp had an unbelievable amount of detail on uh, what legally you can do in a fight in Illinois. Yes, I know. What a, co- what a well-informed anyway. camp. Punk's camp, just to just underscore, italicize, bold, all of that. Their retelling of the story, inconsistent and just completely rubbished as it appears to have been, makes me realize I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss <laughs> CM Punk so much because what an incredibly evocative storyteller. The idea that was planted in the minds of the fans before a lot of people put their balls on the line and just said, no, mm. didn't happen. The idea of the Young Bucks super kicking down the door. And then he could do the dark side of the ring slow-mo of Larry just flying to the yeah. other end of the locker room. It's, he's a storyteller. Somebody animate that for us. The please. gripe bomb was still a class promo. You could tell he planned it because we, it was brilliant. In the <laughs> office, we've taken to using that as part of our stupid vernacular. I oh, stepped on his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, uh, we've got any more talking points? Cause I want to put something out there as well. We do, we do. Just a couple more bits and pieces here um, that we should probably cover because it's important. The non-compete clause, right? Has been We've spoken about the buyout a little bit and, and those talks are ongoing between AEW and Punk. It seems they're still ongoing. We don't have official word of a separation yet, even though we are trending in that direction. Um, I'm going to bring up Free initials WWE here because it's what people want to hear. Um, with the non-compete being the sticking point and the length of that, it obviously suggests that maybe there would be some kind of WWE consequences from this because realistically, they're the only company aside from AEW who's going to be able to pay this man what he wants. But Dave has an update on that saying that there has been no communication between WWE and either Punk or Steel. I, I'm not sure why they would be in negotiations with a Steel, but there you go. Um, uh, of course, legally, there couldn't be with Punk. You bring him in, you've got to bring my dog. What, Larry? <laughs> no, he's Steel. <laughs> New stable, he's a pet saver. He's the <laughs> dog whisperer. Um, legally, of course, there couldn't be any talks with Punk because he's still under contract with AEW, um, but there is no indication one way or another of what Paul Levesque or Nick Khan's feelings are on this. And he runs through like there are bad feelings between Punk and various people in WWE, various other parties. I'm not sure if any of us were entirely ever convinced that it would be a serious proposition of Punk heading back to WWE. But it was an interesting talking point for sure because there's no bigger person who could really jump over and make an immediate difference. Um, I don't know, fellas. How do you see this situation panning out? Well, the buyout did indicate last week that the reason why they're trying to do that is to prevent this. Maybe it's just an attempt to cover their backs just in case Punk would swallow his pride and Jesus Christ, he would have to really swallow it more than a muffin, basically, because, my God, his brand could be tarnished by going back. I think the bags of cash would help. It would would help, help, but it would take the greatest single promo of his career to sort of style it not being an embarrassment to his brand and his credibility. If I'm Tony Khan... In this moment in time, and the sentiment surrounding CM Punk in AEW is so overwhelmingly, unilaterally negative, I would just sort of say you can go. 
Because if that many people hate him in this AEW locker room, which before all of this kicked off, the discourse was everyone wants to jump to WWE. If Punk's there, then they're probably not going to want to do it. If, in fact, he is this hated. So it might behoove Punk, uh, Tony Khan, to say, you know what, just let's not get in his way. Let's not step on his dick here, <laughs> right? Because... I ultimately, I we don't have first-hand knowledge of the situation. I'm completely inferring. You can't imagine the elite and Tony Khan relationship is anywhere near as strong as it was in 2019 no. when they were dreaming of this huge project and they're all He, he didn't fight buddy. for them in the press conference. That's exactly yeah. right as well. He didn't fight for them in the pr- press conference. So you can imagine there's a little bit of uh, wear and tear on that relationship. If Punk goes to WWE and the elite still hate him, which is an evident possibility here, that circumvents their route to making money by going to WWE themselves. So it might be the best case scenario for from AEW's perspective, irrespective of his drawing power, which we've kind of realized is temporary, like fantastic, but not long lasting. Then you keep indirectly a lot of people from going to WWE because of his sheer presence. I think, um, I think Punky yet again, is like he's the rule proven exception. He's always a different kettle of fish to almost every other wrestler. Triple H, for all his differences to Vincent Mann, still understands that WWE is a moment making company. And I think negotiations with CM Punk would not be around him coming back and getting on the road. Nor would CM Punk want that, obviously. Um, but I think uh, all ego would be put aside. Triple H was the man, remember, that was credited with bringing Bruno Sammartino back into the fold within WWE, right? I think he would be able to put aside his own biases to make a moment at the Royal Rumble. A capital M moment, if you could get the, psh, psh, you know, the huge, yeah, he would put his biases aside to be the man that put Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk on a WrestleMania. And he would be the man that would get to make the WrestleMania main event and CM Punk's thirst for that part of his conversation. You know, if he could, if not this year, next year, whenever, Philadelphia has already been announced for next year. So you've got a year potentially to start building that match up if you want to. I think all that would happen and it could happen without the risk of alienating, say, WWE as, as fertile territory for the Young Bucks when contract season comes up because Punk might be out of there by then. He might look as Punk as a, a three-day guy. You know, I will offer you the millions. This is absolutely worth it for the moment. We can bring you back in occasionally to do some talking heads on the network or whatever. Um, there wouldn't be friends. There wouldn't have to be. And when it comes to brand management from CM Punk, I would have agreed with you had all of this not happened in the first place because he grossly misread. When he did the pipe bomb back in 2011, he thought, this is, I'm on the pulse of wrestling here. I genuinely think he thought he went into this. I'm still on the pulse. And he misread it. So I think at this point, he's probably thinking, well, how can I claw that back? It would, like the gap between WWE and AEW would be huge again. Punk makes me, it's like, yeah, we're glad that you burnt that place to the ground. We're glad to have you back. You'd have all the culture wars back and all that sort of thing. I want to watch it. I, I, I want to see it. that. I kind of want to watch it. I'm a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no chance in hell either way of no matter what comes out next, no matter what report gets published, talk of CM Punk returning to WWE is going to be filling headlines for years. Thank for you years for the thumbnails. Yeah. Thank you for the thumbnails, Mr. Punk. God bless you, Mr. Brooks. Our content theory is that Neither The Fiend nor CM Punk can exist in the same wrestling universe. (laughs) We always need one of them for the thumbs. So in a way, this has all worked out quite well. May they never give up. In summary. Yeah, sorry. There's one big last thing that's really genuinely important to touch on as it pertains to the CM Punk WWE thing is that his mental health took an absolute battering at the hands of WWE. So we have it's a bit of a facetious tone with this podcast, um, informed by the relief that it's all over yeah. and the dog stuff and how ridiculous it is. But ultimately, like this company, WWE, albeit under a different regime, 
battered this man's mental health and that should be considered. Tore a friendship apart in a courtroom. It should be yeah. considered in terms of CM Punk's conduct and behaviour because it was genuinely traumatic for him and it will likely heavily inform any potential negotiations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So to summarize all of this, what we got coming out, the investigation is over. CM Punk very much appears to be on his way out of AEW. Seems a very heavy anti-CM Punk sentiment in the locker room. All of this is coming to a head. Ace Steel is gone. The Elite are coming back. The saga appears to be drawing to a conclusion. But like we said, nobody is going to stop speculating on the future of this man until the end of time. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure bringing you this breaking news rundown. I've been Andy Murray. You can follow all of us on Twitter, WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. You can find me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for happy it's kind of coming to an end now. <laughs> See you later. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.